Welcome to Preston's Super Show. News, sports, and a whole lot more. It's the Super Show, baby. Warning. This show contains material that is only suited for patriotic audiences and people who have a backbone. If you like God, guns, and glory, you're listening to the right show. Sit back or carry on and enjoy Preston's Super Show. Tuesday, October the 19th, 2021. Welcome to Preston Super Show. I got a lot to talk about, a lot on my mind. And there's a lot going on in the world right now. It's time to bring everybody together. Let's get everyone next to the speaker and let's go ahead and enjoy the show. So we have the Supreme Court who is making it a big deal now uh, for police to have qualified immunity. They've, they've overruled lower circuit courts in two cases, as reported by Fox News. Supreme Court protects cops from lawsuits in two qualified immunity cases. So basically, if the cops don't violate a law and they see you as a threat and they kill you, they're going to be protected. They're going to have a legal shield. Okay. So that's all. That's what this all boils down to. And then there's there's another side to this. I'm going to try to wrap this all together. Because there's an uptick in police shootings. But not the ones you hear about with police shooting people. But with officers being targeted. Which I just. is It puts a bad taste in my mouth. They already have it. You know a tough a tough gig. You may have your own opinions about them. I have my own reservations. But when it comes to that type of malice and hate and where people are actually going out of their way to attack police officers, that's when I say, you know, you've completely lost me. Your argument's invalid, you know. So we have a suspect identified after police shootout in Brooklyn with New Rochelle cops. That's over in Brooklyn was shot there Texas officer shot in the back during an ambush he needs a transplant his bull, uh, his kidneys were damaged by the bullets um, we have two people stabbed in Arkansas after a suspect slashes the throat of a police officer We have multiple people wounded in two shootings in Houston's Acres Homes area. We got a Hollywood police officer fatally shot during an altercation with a suspect. So, tie all this together for yourself in your own mind before I speak on it. I've just given you more than three examples of police being targeted, people going out of their way to try to attack 
police officers, officers of the peace is what they're supposed to be. The disappointing thing about all of this is when it has to go as far as violence, you've lost the battle. You may think you've won the war. This person that had killed this person may think he's won, but in reality, you have lost. You've lost the battle of God. You've lost the battle of life. And you have diminished your living experience until the end of your days. That is what those men face that have attacked, killed, plotted against police officers. You've heard about Walgreens being looted. And if you haven't, it's not hard to find. Walgreens has been getting looted at an insane rate. Started in the George Floyd riots, but let's be real. Long before then, people were walking out of the store with stuff. Well, it's finally caught up with them. So you got Walgreens that's going to be moving on out, right? Not moving on up, but moving on out. And I feel like other stores, like smaller chains, need to be aware that unfortunately it's not a safe environment even if it's a good neighborhood for example we have a a walgreens that was right across um from the from the car wash slash gas station slash dunkin donuts slash whatever the fuck they can put in the place right so i literally went there one day I seen something. I was looking for probiotics. I was looking for probiotics. I looked online. And I was with one of my female friends, um, black woman. You know, for the for those that care um, or that matters to you, she's black, and I'm with her. And this is in the urban area, right? This is not an area that I'm in much. I'm just kind of driving by, passing by, just getting to where I gotta go. So I get out of the car, go up. Before I even get to the door, someone's hassling me, trying to get some money off me. Like, they're lost, they need some help. They came all the way from somewhere, God knows where. They don't have a plan. This is not the first time this has happened to me, but it's the first time it's happened to me at this particular location. So I go in there, um, I get what I gotta get, and I'm like a little bit of a wordsmith. So I had convinced the guy, like, hey, you know what? I'll, you know, I think I'll help you. You know what I mean? Hold on. Uh, let me go to the car. Let me tell my, you know, my girlfriend what's going on. Because she's a little bit startled, you know, the way you came up to us. Not your fault, you know. And I said, let me go talk to her. And then it was when I was leaving the store, right? So I got in a car and I drove off. Threw up the peace sign. See you later, buddy. Not helping you. Don't know you. Don't want to help you. Don't want to pull out my wallet. And all of a sudden, now I got a knife on me. And now I got a gun on me. I'm not taking no chances, dude. I don't care what you look like. Like here, I know this area. I know that there was a pawn shop next to this Walgreens that had to close down because of it being strong armed. You know what I mean? Them being strong armed in the uh, little pawn shop for little wear and tear items. Um, I mean, folks, it is serious out there. So this all what I'm telling you all ties in to the story about 
robbers hitting the 7-Elevens, which if they don't figure out a way to kind of stifle crime, I don't know. You have to put a cop there for all day. You know what I mean? But robbers hit three Chicago 7-Eleven stores in less than 30 minutes on Monday. And that's that's moving out to the suburbs with his other 7-Elevens. Like you get down to where I'm at, pretty good distance from Chicago, like about an hour south, hour 10, 20 minutes, depending on how fast you drive. But you take the interstate, it gets you right here. So it's not a big haul. You know what I mean? Like it's just one long interstate you're taking. So that crime wave is, is moving down right it's people that are in the city that are getting out of the city going other places causing these crimes and going back to the city that's been going on for a long time unfortunately it's starting at 7-eleven which is going to be the next walgreens on its way out if they don't get this problem fixed because i know these are not the only 7-elevens uh getting tagged up you know so you can see how the wheels are slowly turning. I went to the doctor uh, this morning, actually, uh, for an appointment. I had to bring my mother to an appointment. The nurses are striking in the emergency room. There's a report now in Minnesota. I live in Illinois, but I hear in Minnesota, they've had to shut down an emergency room at the hospital because they just don't have the staff. They can they cannot help for an emergency. See, part of me could see that coming because a few things when you mandate something and you go to great lanes to convince people that it works it's it's definitely some type of secrecy something's being hidden we're not getting the full uh the full down low on 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 the action so we know we're not getting the right information all the time because of social media anybody can put up anything the verification is finicky it seems like you know even the companies that are posting stuff they have fake people bad actors intimidating the company and coming in the comments like it's just almost to the point where like i do see facebook as like something that's dying off um and the, the real reason for that is just because of privacy. But it's also because of other applications have kind of made a stronghold uh, to against Facebook and kind of gotten better and brought more things together. Because Facebook just doesn't empower you to do much besides, you know, shit post memes um, and just kind of garbage talk. And then there's really nothing else there. There's no enlightenment. There's no great awakening happening there. There's no uh, solutions. It's just problems. It's just an app filled with problems and problematic people. And, you know, no offense to anybody that uses it. I'm just saying that is what the app is becoming. And it wasn't intended to be that, right? Like Facebook was was made for the college kids to keep up with what's going on on the dorm rooms to exchange notes to you know not have to be in the same room with somebody but be able to you know kind of know where their head's at and you know and what's going on around the campus keep up with different things you know because it's a popular time in your life going to college right living the campus life especially at the bigger universities like where Zuckerberg was 
But then you get to a point now where, yes, Facebook has a marketplace that's really sketchy, hit and miss. I know people that make money, like good money off the marketplace. And I know people that have had bad experiences on the marketplace. So I just think that's a matter of luck. Like that's like drawing straws when you go on Facebook marketplace. Good luck to you. But I think this all, everything comes full circle. We got the nurses striking. We got the police being attacked. We got Biden napping somewhere. You know, I I don't understand what does it take for people to kind of understand the magnitude of the situation. When do people wake up when they see maybe it's like family members are affected. Maybe it's their their own job that's affected. Um, Maybe it takes something of a severe level, like a like a DEFCON 5 level before people actually turn their head on back on right and say, oh, okay, well, that's that that's not good. That's not good for me in my house. But I I can only believe that the situation with the supply chain, the logistics, and I mean, I really hate to even go on about Pete Buttigieg and him taking all this time off. He's a transportation secretary while a crisis is happening. He's MIA. That is not uncommon for Democrats. I've been around long enough to witness, you know, uh, quite a few things. And I can tell you in the whole eight years of the Obama administration, they were missing in action when crisis hit. And you can say what you want to say. You can defend what you want to defend. But when the crisis hit, there were definitely a lot of miscues. Look at the H1N1, the influenza. Um, Look at all these different things that were happening across the country. Look at all the riots that were taking place and the looting that was taking place in Ferguson. There was so many different things. You know, I've I've talked about it a hundred times to people about Solyndra and the energy companies that lied got bailed out, lied again, and waited for the right opportunity to come back to the government and ask for money. Like right when Biden got in office, Solyndra and all these other energy companies that were failed, that did not meet expectations, that did not provide the energy efficiency that and uh, energy measures that they said they would uh, stand up to, they didn't stand up to that. So the measure of success in this administration is small. They're not looking for something like a grand slam. Unless you're talking about the Build Back Better bill. Which is just a disaster bill for this country. And a heroic bill for other nations that are looking to gain an edge on America. See what happens kind of in the realm that we're in right now. When you know the holiday season is here, it's getting colder, October 19th, we're pushing it just a week or two away from Halloween, then we get into November, you know, oh, let's bring the family together, but wait, gotta have a mask, gotta be vaccinated, where are you gonna fly to? Let me tell you where you're gonna fly to, you're gonna fly your ass right back home, because when 
the airlines like Southwest out there protesting, striking, and the rest of them can't get you to where you got to go on time. You're sitting there trying to get to Thanksgiving dinner in Hawaii with your family. You're not going to be able to. You're going to be coming late. So make sure they keep the food warm for you. And that's how that's how a lot of people's families are going to be. But if you're a Democrat, you deserve everything you get. Because if you voted for Biden, I have no sympathy for you. You're not going to get a small violin playing from me. You're not going to get anything. No sympathy. No mercy. I mean, I believe that the Democrat voters are just as are poisoning this country just as much as Democrat politicians. They know the agenda, but they lie and hide about it. So when it comes time for them to be on the end of the suffering, whether it's not being able to make an appointment on time, whether it's, you know, something comes up and now they're out of a job because of the vaccine mandate that we knew that this clown would push through. Well, that's on you. Don't ask me to feel bad for you and your family. And I, I, I think it's really despicable how low this country has went in a matter of, what's that, 10 months. A matter of 10 months. In a matter of 10 months, America has become the laughingstock of the Middle East. Not only do we pull out now the State Department is investigating the withdrawal because of how bad and toxic it was. How many scars are left on the troops that had to, you know, be a part of this mission and are no longer active duty that are watching the destruction that has been caused because of this administration, the Biden-Harris administration. So while the crisis deepens... While it gets worse before it can get better, Kamala Harris is in Virginia. Good old Virginia. And what's she doing? Oh, she's on the campaign trail. Wow. So as the border crisis heats up and they're sneaking the immigrants in and dropping them off in the cities overnight. And we the people go to the store. Just like today, I went to the store. Everything's up. You better be buying stuff on sale. You better be knowing what you need before you walk in that door because you are going to have a look of disappointment when you go to checkout and you see that you didn't fill your cart, but you're paying $300 for what you have in that cart. It's getting ugly. Very fast. Very rapidly. I mean... We're at a time now where we desperately need businesses. We desperately need workers to be in those businesses. But instead of meeting in the middle, hey, you want to swab me every week? You want to swab me when I come to work? Okay, we can talk about that. I'm okay with that. Because I do want to protect other people. And if I'm sick, I don't want to be coming into work. But to say that I'm less of a person or I'm not as valued of an employee as someone who took the needle in their arm. 
for the cesspool of a vaccine. I find that downright un-American. And it's just pathetic. We have a piss poor excuse for a, a federal government right now. And if you live in a liberal state like Illinois, like California, where the air quality in San Diego and Carlsbad is the worst in the country. And I bet you didn't know that, but now you do. You listen to my show, you found out. The report came out. We just got a report out that they tested the air quality in all these different big cities. And they wanted to see where is the air pollution the worst at. Top of the list, San Diego, Carlsbad, California. Then you move on to places like Phoenix, Arizona. Then you move on to places in Texas, we would say North Texas. But this is all areas. These are all areas heavily run by Democrats. Heavily run. And yes, there are Democrats running heavily in North Texas. Heavily run by nasty progressives with an agenda that is so vile and toxic to the country not only will it hurt our children it'll hurt our children's children this will go down the line so you better have all your ducks in a row is what i can tell you but we have the air quality report out that just that tells us how bad the air quality is in san diego california carlsbad california and uh, Arizona, you're looking at Phoenix, you're looking at places around there, you're looking at places in North Texas. It's not good. I'm surprised Illinois didn't make that list, but I do remember that all our, like all our big plants are pretty much wiped out. They've all been pretty much wiped out after Pritzker got in office. They, they, he didn't do them any favors. Um, in the Illinois Supreme Court, um, they, they didn't really reconcile with the uh the big energy companies either so it is what it is now but when i go and talk about business i'm not going out on a limb here but what i found out like you know in my town for instance the all see this town's weird to me to have aldermen because you know okay it's a city but it just seems weird to have aldermen in this type of city because it's just not big enough, you know, for all these, for all this power to be dispersed and not really know who's calling the shots and not really know who's who. So we have these different aldermen that they really get their underwear you know, knotted up on their ass because the problem they're having is they can't decide whether to let the gaming license continue like the gaming businesses to expand the little slot machines and the cafes and they want to combine all of this you know in a gaming um and they're putting a halt to that until april of next year what's so important about april of next year well you got to remember they don't want to do any work they don't want to have to make any tough decisions I, I it's not a tough decision i mean you either want business or you don't want business here's opportunity for businesses to grow for minority uh owner minorities to come in and get a stake and they're turning it down so i don't understand that at all i don't know if that's just some vendetta they have because the mayor uh 
prior that lost was black and now it's a white mayor i don't know if there's some type of you know racial prejudice there but it, it there's definitely undertones of some type of prejudice here so i would continue to say that you're either for business or against business and you can't slice it you know into a perfect piece and say okay now i have exactly what i want okay everybody go about your business it doesn't work like that things don't get done like that it has to be a little bit gritty and a little bit dirty that's that's life everything in life is going to be like that especially in politics but when you're talking about local level where the federal party you know the big parties republicans democrats they're not really calling shots it's more of local and grassroots type people that have kind of fallen under a flag the democrat or republican flag right so that's more of what it is on a local level so to see that happen number one it shows incompetence and number two it shows a lack of trust it shows a lack of trust in the community is what it does because you're telling me that we can't get it together enough to open up a cafe with gaming inside that's pretty piss poor um i i would say that they need to rethink that but it is what it is now I just don't, sometimes I just don't fully comprehend what is going on behind the scenes. And you have to sit back, wait for the news to kind of roll out about it. You get bits and pieces, but it's a lot different outside looking. in. I'll be right back. I'm going to go to a break. Stay with me. I'll be right back with you. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Sounds good, right? There are a lot of places you can host your podcast. Those other podcast hosting sites love to make you pay, thinking they are doing you a favor. Not at Anchor. Folks, this is free. None of Anchor's competitors make distribution and monetization as seamless as Anchor does. I predict Anchor to be the face of podcasting in the next five years. If you're an experienced podcaster or a newcomer, doesn't make a difference. Get your show on Anchor today. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. everybody we are back thanks for holding through the break you all are awesome for sitting through that advertisement i tried to make it i did my best to make it formal you know appropriate and i i did my best to try to you know you have to kind of make it your own so i put my own twist on it i'm surprised they didn't pick it up and put that one as the main one on spotify i've, I've heard the other ones they do and it just sounds like they're reading off a script but anyways, we have so much going on. 
um, you know, today the Taliban's meeting in uh, Russia with uh, Putin and the government there, and America is not allowed. We weren't invited. I guess, you know, our State Department believes that we're not in a position to have these talks or be over there. So it's not good. We got Maxine Waters, um, who's just a real, just a goo, just a goober, just a goober. Maxine Waters paid daughter seventy four thousand in campaign cash this year alone. This year alone, seventy four thousand. You aren't even gonna come home with that this year. Come on, get real. You know. Something going on with Bill Gates, too. He's quiet right now. Right? Bill Gates is pretty quiet. He really got... He really got vocal. He really got loud for the vaccine. But haven't they kind of said all they've had to say about that? I mean, what else can you say? They like it. They got it. Their family got it. They feel fine. Okay. okay. Big whoopee shit. Microsoft executives reportedly warned Bill Gates years ago to stop emailing a female employee it's from The Verge now The Verge is somewhat credible they're not like the Babylon Bee or the Onion no 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 no, no. but The Verge has come out with stories that are kind of slanted sometimes but this one seems to be authentic and not just because I you know I'm not the biggest fan of Bill Gates I actually am somewhat of a fan of Bill Gates I have a, a book by him actually that I've read um, at one point, when I was a young man, I, I believed he would make, you know, a fine president. But as I've aged, I've seen that he's just in another elite. And uh, I've, I've woken up to a lot of the BS and the lies that are perpetrated to us, the common man, the common woman. The commoner. So we got Bill Gates telling you the vaccine's great. I got it. My wife's got it. My kids got it. Yep. But he's, you know, over here on the side, you know, emailing this female employee. What's going on, Mr. Gates? What's going on, Mr. Gates? So we're trying to figure out what that's all about. And the executives, you like how the the Microsoft executives like instantly turn their back on him, right? Like, dude, we told him, we told him years ago years ago to stop talking to her well did you did you check on that did anybody look into that or did you just like these guys just waited till he left microsoft kind of what it sounds like to me i think that you know and i really believe that we're in a position now where there's a lot of patriots out there fighting you know they're still fighting to decertify the election. You know that, right? In Maricopa County, Pima County, Arizona. And they're not getting anywhere. They are in the same place they were when this all started. That's how, that's how much progress they've made. Courts won't work with them. <laughs> the local politicians won't work with them. <clears throat> it's, it's almost like it's an uphill battle, but it's almost like you're going, they're going up a mountain. So we know the election has fraud written and a fraud and abuse written all over it. 
we know that there's ballot harvesting going on. They're going around collecting ballots and making changes to them. We know this, okay? What the problem is, is proving it. Then, is proving it on a massive scale, right? Like, okay, here's the mass amount of this happening. So they're able to show you different things with the computer and how things um, are irregular and there's a lot of irregularities. And I agree with all that. There are a lot of irregularities in this past election. But at the same time, I, my question of the day, like, I don't believe in superheroes. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't believe in superheroes. That's fantasy stuff. It's fiction. I don't believe someone can just come in and just get everything going perfectly. And everything's going to be going right. And we're just going to be booming and off to the races we go. I don't believe that if, if Trump was in office right now today after Biden had just been doing all of this. I believe he would be met with stiff resistance. I believe they would be trying to impeach him from the moment he stepped in there. And I believe it would be even nastier than the first time around. And this time they would succeed because they have enough support in the House and in the Senate. So this time they would succeed. So it's a catch-22. They really pigeonhole them because... There, what can you do besides at this point want to be president and just it just doesn't happen right so he can keep saying yeah I want to be president yeah I want to be president but we all know it's probably more or less not going to happen um, especially at this point when we made it this far into the game you know what I mean it's kind of like we're in the fourth quarter it feels like it is like all of a sudden you know we're down 32 to 6 and all of a sudden, we're going to do something that's going to bring this game back. It's just really unlikely. Possible. But it's just to me, it's just unlikely. Like, it just sounds like a conspiracy at this point, you know. Even though we know how fraudulent and how toxic these election cycles can be. This has been going on long before I was born. You know, go back to the days of Kennedy and hearing about in Chicago. How they were trying to twist the, you know, twist people's arms, you know, to get them to vote a certain way. Union guys, you know, don't show up tomorrow if you don't vote this way, you know. So it was always a lot of that going on, and it's probably, uh, in a way, a little bit worse back then because it's a little more violent. Or now it's just all psychological. So I guess you can pick and choose what's worse, what's better. But I think now is the time that we focus on the present problems, and I think. Yes, going back, that's good. I hope they do everything in their power they can to overturn it. But I just, you know, personally, I just don't see that happening. I think what we have is what we have. I think what we have is a incompetent leader and incompetent leadership across the board. Like, in every aspect of our federal government right now, there's incompetence bleeding through the paper. It's not good. And it's not good. That whole situation is only going to snowball into a blizzard you know and eventually we're all going to be freezing so yes there's a lot of things that can be done to kind of offset that you got to get engaged locally you got to be on top of it locally don't let the poison and the toxicity come into your neighborhoods in your villages and your cities you have to get active vote i don't care if you trust it or not 
I don't care what, you know, maybe, you know, President Trump says things I don't always agree with. He says, you know, if they don't fix these elections, then Republicans shouldn't vote. I don't agree with that. You know, I think that's, I think that's a little bit of sour grapes. I'd have sour grapes too, but is there definitely is, there definitely is fraud going on and abuse going on. I mean, in, in the last election, it's been pointed out. The problem is proving it on a massive scale and getting the audience to hear that. See, January 6th, getting on the Capitol, those, those people doing what they did really ruined it for Trump. You know, the same people that were supposed to help him end up kind of being the demise of him. Um, and it's not like a Julius Caesar type of thing where they stab him in the back. No, this was all done out on Main Street, on Front Street. I mean, that, that you know, they're showing the videos of the cops letting the people in the building, right? Like, here's a cop, and he's letting the people in the building. Like, come on, come on in. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's open to everybody. Come on. Oh, science is open. Everybody, public, public welcome. We're open till 7 p.m. 7 a.m., 7 p.m. And I think you got a lot of that. You've seen a lot of that in that last election cycle. And a lot of it's going to bleed through uh, into the next one, unless they fix a lot of the irregularities that have happened. Um, we don't necessarily know the level uh, that we're going to be running into in the next election cycle because it's so far away. But we'll get a good taste of it in the midterms in uh, 2022 when the midterms come up and, and these people are fighting for positions and jostling for positions. So when this next year comes around and you got governor's elections coming up, you got, you know, the gubernatorials and you, you'll have a lot of things kind of play out and that will tell the tale of what will happen in the general election for the most part. But don't get complacent now. Don't get comfortable now. Don't think that everybody else sees it the way you see it. I can guarantee a lot of Democrats you know right now are in their own mind. Like in their own world. Happy-go-lucky. Finding everywhere they can to blame it on the Republicans that have absolutely no power on the federal government. Absolutely none. And they're pretty much silent. Like, the Republicans now are pretty much just mouthpieces. They've been resorted to just mouthpieces. They really have no say. You know, McConnell gets up there and does the chicken dance. And then it's just the same thing over and over again. They have no power. They have no say. They are nobody. Um, and, and they're the minority in right now uh, as far as power goes. So what we see is a rise of just incompetent voters and i think a lot of that comes from negativity comes from in the home comes from their friends what they see on social media all of this ties in together you know if they really wanted to fix it as far as social media you would just ban anything political that way no one can get an edge you would say nothing political can be posted on this platform Articles, right? Let's say you get rid of the articles. Sorry, you know, news companies, you're not going to be able to promote your political junk here, right? That would be how my platform would run, right? We, we wouldn't have any politics on there. Why? Politics doesn't make friends. It's not an enjoyable conversation. It's not a conversation you go to the dinner table and have. Why would it be a conversation you have with your friends, right? So it's not, um, 
a very fun conversation. Uh, I don't know many people that have made friends over talking about politics. You usually get into a debate. It usually becomes an argument. So that's how my platform would run because that would be a positive platform, right? So I think that is one of the bigger issues is this, not even the spreading of disinformation of false information, but of just politics altogether, where that's not really what it was designed for anyways. Like we all know where to get news from. And if you are getting your news from Facebook, that's sad. Like if that's where you're quoting your sources from, and I'm, that's pathetic. Like get get a grip on reality. So what we see is a lot of your typical Democrats that, you know, they have crime in their neighborhoods and call the cops, but they don't back the cops when they're up against the up against the fence, you know, looking like they did something wrong. Turns out maybe they didn't do anything wrong, right? That was all by the book. So that's your typical Democrat voter. They're for whatever works for them and whatever works for you they don't care like they're not worried about that it's your typical democrat voters going to the polls believing what they've heard on msnbc they've heard on cbs abc nbc the list goes on right a lot of goofy organizations are out there that no matter how much power they have they're still trying to turn it around on republicans so it's that's a little bit strange to me because it seems like whoever's in power needs to be taking the blame but we also have to put the blame where it belongs so for whatever the problem is the blame needs to go to whoever's in power so of that issue right of that sector whatever the exact issue is so it's a case-to-case basis and i wish more people would look at it like that like stop grouping and lumping everything into just one Let's let's handle this on a case to case basis, right? Because that's how things are done in the real world, right? You're not going to go to court and, you know, all of a sudden all your stuff is getting lumped with everybody else's, but their crimes are different than your crimes. You know what I mean? So, you know, that that's not going to work, right? But if you all have the same crime, like a traffic ticket or something like traffic violation, well, they're going to maybe say, you know, everybody in this line today you go ahead go we're gonna we're gonna fucking forget about it right I've seen it happen I've seen that happen at the courthouse a lot of people you know never been to court you wouldn't know but i've seen it happen there where they just told everybody in line it was just way too packed and they said you know what everybody in this line free to go what a great line to be in that day so you kind of look at these things in in retrospect after they happen and you say so we have you know a country right now that is falling apart day by day where there's real patriots that are fighting and trying to keep it all together but how how do we keep together something that's already uh, cut in half right so the nations are already divided we are all divided uh, and people are falling behind the party line or you know I like these people more than I like these people I like this group more than I like this group but the real issues aren't going to be fixed by those groups 
like you would expect that they will come together find a way out to fix the the transportation logistics issues right looked at the top trucking companies in the country top 10 trucking companies in the country 90 percent turnover why because it's a job that beats up your body you'll have a bad back bad kidneys uh very well could get diabetes because you're sitting there in a position that your body's not meant to be in and you're doing it constantly and then you get up and move around and your body's not used to it all of a sudden oh pinched nerve all of a sudden oh sprained ankle all those things happen then you got to talk about just the grind of being on the road right over the road trucking like that is something that eventually the younger generations aren't pursuing and they're going to have to find out how do they cope with that measure how do they fix that measure you do drones aren't at the level and the capability of where they could be flying across states and then the states have different laws and, and, and all of this nature. So the drones aren't the answer. Technology can be part of the solution, but there's no one size fits all answer to the, to the logistic shortages. But I am of the belief now that when it hits home, when it's the politicians' families that can't get their gifts and can't get the luxury things they want and they go to the certain places, but there's nobody there anymore. And the restaurants are closed down because they can't get staff in there. I think that's when things change. It's not when me or you feel it, but it's when people in position of power feel it. People that have the ability to make changes with strokes of a pen. Those type of people are the ones that when they're adversely affected, and, and not in a menacing way or in a malice way, but in a way that you know disenfranchises you a little bit like from going to a store from going somewhere from being able to do something that's when things change so i believe that is on its way like i see that on the horizon for christmas um, where it's going to be a lot of hell breaking loose people fighting over things in the stores and 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 that's on its way and it's it's coming soon you're gonna get a taste of that for black friday if they're even calling it that anymore and um you know I really think that waiting around for the government to come and fix our problems is the biggest problem of all. I really I really believe that. I think that's our biggest problem of all is that we're waiting for someone to save us when there is nobody that can save us. Unfortunately, you have to take control now. Now the power's in your hands. The things you didn't want to do as far as, you know, getting up and at this hour to go and do this now you have to re-examine those things because now you have to know that these safety nets we have no matter what it is no matter what where you're talking about social security or um, food stamps or welfare or just anything they're drying up and the more the immigration crisis worsens the faster those safety nets are going to be used up and they're not being replenished fast enough. They're not being replenished fast enough to keep up with the with the population. Um, it's unfortunate. It, it's just the state of things in our country. Every country has their issues. But, you know, by electing Biden and Kamala Harris was really a slight against Trump, right? It was a slight against former President Trump. Because instead of, you know, 
this mean guy that everybody kept saying was mean. They put in this guy that everybody says is just a nice guy. He's a humble dude. He, look, he's an oddball. He calls himself an oddball. I'm sorry. That's not going to cut it. You haven't done anything of great, you know, uh, power, great, uh, no great legislation that has come through that has rocked the country from the from their from our boots up. Instead, the country's been divided, even worse than it was. The division is is real, as far as where people are on. You know the spectrum but there are enough stupid people out here that can't spot a fake their parents never showed them what a what a bad actor was their parents never told them these are the signs of somebody who's lying these are the signs of a troublemaker there's a lot of people out there that just don't believe that there's issues or there's problems and they must be well off they must be well off because I see that coming to a, a close soon as well once I go after your little precious pensions and they make you pick one then you're going to be in the same shoes as me saying hold up we got a problem Houston we have a problem and you bet your ass we do because don't think you know and I've said this before I've talked to a lot of my friends about it don't think that if you open this door to the vaccine mandate you just go ahead and shut that door you just uh, you know biden he does his four years and let's say he goes election and he loses they get the next guy in there as a republican but the vaccine mandate's already in there and the states already have it and the courts have already ruled on it don't expect that to go anywhere they're already trying to cut out the language that protects you with their religious exemptions they're trying to cut out the language that protects you if you have other conditions that this uh, vaccine could adversely affect you with they are doing everything they can to keep us complacent right now why because it's about control because the more control they have the easier it is for them to stay in power the less control they have it's more of a it's more of a campaign trail for them. The more they got to be on the trail and, and trying to drum up support and and crowing about things that don't necessarily affect you or me, but really help them out in the businesses that they own out, right? So we're running into a lot of those those problems now. You're seeing all across the country. Uh, the strikes are beginning, the protests are beginning. You know, you have it from the airports. Talked about this on a previous show. You have it from the airports to the hospitals to the schools. It's going to affect everybody. And I guess when everybody's gas is as high as it is in California, and when everybody's gas is, or when everybody's groceries are as high as they can be, then maybe enough people will be voicing concern. But until more of us speak up, get involved however we can might feel minuscule might feel little but just being involved in what's going on around you your area that's going to make a difference that's going to be the biggest difference you can make 
because as far as the federal government goes, they're going to do what they want to do. And if they get caught, that's going to be someone on the inside that catches them. It won't be me or you that catches them. We are powerless when it comes to the federal government. But boy, do they have the power and control over us, don't they? Don't they? When they're forcing you to put something in your body that, you know, we, just a couple years ago, there was no, no, this thing wasn't even in existence. It's a year ago, this thing wasn't even in existence. And now it's mandatory. That's how fast it turned. At the snap of a finger. Something that didn't even exist is now mandatory. Now they're going to try to dress it up really nice. And, you know, they're going to, the newspapers like Reuters and Washington Post and New York Slimes, they're all going to say, oh, you know, this is bad, this, this is bad, this. But their intentions haven't changed. They are for the party that wants control, which is the Democrats. They are for that party. They will go after sometimes a Democrat, but it won't be to make an example of them. It will be more or less letting you know that they did something wrong. They don't think what they did was right. Um, and then they'll give you some sappy line about, you know, why we should trust that person or why we shouldn't be too critical or harsh on these people uh, that get caught up like the uh, staffer. Um, the Democrat staffer that uh, got caught with the child porn up there on Capitol Hill. But see, they don't want to let a lot of that out. That comes out slowly. You know what I mean? So we know that this administration and the people that this administration is harboring are borderline criminal. And now we're just dealing with it. We're just seeing what happens. What happens tomorrow? You know, because tomorrow's not promised, but we want to see it. Um, so we, right now, we're all living for the moment and trying to enjoy ourselves. But this is not going to be any easier next month than it is right now, and it's not going to get any better through the winter when all you know now there's less travel. Now, the things you wanted to do. You really can't do so that's not going to bother you right but the problem is as we kind of slow down coming into winter people start to go to their vacations people start to take off and do what they do the real issues are going to take hold the problem with the supply chain the problem with the chip shortage in the vehicles the problem with crt in the schools and what about common core everybody forgot about common core you know, so we have so much going on in the schools to where I don't even see how people could let their kids go. Why wouldn't you just homeschool them and get paid from the state? You know, the state will pay you to homeschool your kids. What are you doing wasting your time? These stupid parent teacher conferences. Take your if you got that much energy. This is my whole theory on the parent teacher conferences, the PTA meetings, all that. If you got that much energy, you should be teaching your kids. You should just be teaching them. Because at that point, you're just screaming your heart out for people that don't give a shit. Like, the school board doesn't care. Why would the school board care? 
they're all eating fucking high on the hog. They're all sipping fucking... <laughs> they're drinking wine. They're having creme brulee. They're having filet mignon. And you're over there with a fucking pork chop sandwich. And you're here at the parent teacher conference. Oh, yeah, teach my kid better. Teach my kid better. But let's be real. You could do a better job. I believe you could. I believe all of you could. If you have kids, that's the first fucking step. You know, there's teachers, there's a lot of teachers out there. They don't have any kids. Now, they're going to teach your kids? What the hell do they know? Well, they know a lesson plan that they haven't changed in 10 years. <laughs> they know a lesson plan that's been the same since you went there. You know, and the only thing that's been updated is Common Core and Critical Race Theory. So it's, it's really pathetic. So I believe in, you know what, make the sacrifice now before you end up with a household that you can't control. You know, go ahead and make your sacrifices now. Go ahead and say, you know what, I like my job, but I like my kids more. So I'm going to make sure my kids get the right education. I'm going to give them the education they need. I'm going to get them involved with the community, put them in the park district, you know, whatever, for sports, um, and get them involved with other kids so they're not isolated, you know, and you can easily do that too. And now you got the free time, you're getting paid, you'll be able to pay your bills and nothing's going to change and you'll be able to pick up a job when they're, you know, old enough to go out on their own or whatever they decide to do. Whenever you decide to let them back into school that you think is appropriate, you know, maybe private school, smaller setting where you can really get, you know, the one-on-one -on -one time with the teacher that the kid needs, you know, because there's not enough one-on-one -on -one time going. If there's 35, 36 kids in a classroom like I've had, how is the teacher going to be able to spend time on me? There's other kids still coming in from last period um, or the next period asking the teacher questions about something they didn't catch. And she's got a whole classroom of people that she's got to teach like or her or him. Like, it's just not a stable environment anymore. So I would say get him into the private school teaching your damn self because i would i would rather just teach them and just you know get paid by the state to do it do whatever i gotta do to make that happen because sending them to school not knowing what they're being taught and then the best you can do is really show up at the school board meeting and, and kind of voice your opinion now they're looking at that as borderline terrorism uh, domestic terrorism so i would have to say that for me, I wouldn't even be bucking the bowl on that one. You can say what you want. I wouldn't be bucking the bowl on that one. I would just be like, look, they've lost their minds. I still have mine intact. So I'm going to use that mind and I'm going to, you know, teach my kids the right way and teach them what they what they need to know. I'm, I've never been a big, big fan of homeschooling. I'll be honest with you. But I believe that over time, our thoughts evolve, our brains change, and you start to realize that it's not a bad deal at all, actually. Not at all. So, it's food for thought, you know, for, for the parents out there. But I wouldn't be caught, you know, at the school board meeting, you know, up in arms about shit that tomorrow you know you got no say over it once you send your kids to school you know after that so i just think it's a that's a losing battle as well and there's a lot of things that you can go die on the sword for that's not one of them
you know, that's not a fucking hill I want to die on, is battling the school board. <laughs> it just doesn't make it. It's just, come on now. Those people are all well off. They don't give a shit about what you got to say. And they're going to probably lie to you. Probably going to lie to you. They're going to tell you a lot of fluff. And then you're going to you're gonna think you, you, you know, won by it because you made a good comment, a snarky remark. It didn't change dick. It didn't change dick. So I'm going to break. Come back from the break. We're going to finish up with sports. I've had my good rant for the day. I feel good now. Uh, and we're going to talk about NFL this past weekend. Um, there's a lot of good games, a lot of big games. Um, so we'll go over that right when I come back from the break. Thank you. All of you are rock stars for holding through that break. So let's go over the games. You know, I won't take up too much of your time. Just going to kind of have a few things to say about each game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I told you, you know, they would beat the Eagles. They did. Um, For the record, I'm 57 wins and 36 losses, picking a straight-up winner this season. Uh, so Buccaneers, I told you they'd win. They did 28-22 against Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles made it a game towards the end. But we all knew who the better team was. And even on the road, the Buccaneers and Tom Brady, there's something about Philadelphia where he just has a bad taste in his mouth from losing the Super Bowl to that team. And he went in there to make a statement, and he did. Then the Dolphins played the Jaguars in London. Early game on Sunday. It was real early, but I was able to catch it. And I told you Jacksonville would get their first one of the season. They did. It was a great win for Jacksonville. Great win. Uh, they ended up winning 23-20 to against the Dolphins. Hard-fought game for both teams. But Trevor Lawrence able to get on track. Dolphins quarterback situation is a mess. Um, and they, the whole team's a mess right now. And, and it's really, they've fallen apart. They started off the season well. They were looking like they could be something. And then it's just, it just fell apart. So Jag, Jaguars get their first one of the season. I'm really happy for them. Then I said uh, Packers would beat the Bears. You know, I'm a homer for the Packers. And uh, they do. They stomped the Bears. They went in Chicago and made the Bears their bitch. There was nothing the Bears could do. Nothing. And uh, the first quarter was close. I mean, the Bears tried to do what they... The only chance the Bears had was to make it ugly. Make it gritty. Make the Packers grind it out. They did that in the first quarter. After the first quarter, there was no looking back. The Packers dominated you know, Justin Fields, he's, he needs a lot of work, right? But Aaron Rodgers is money. You know, my favorite part of that game is when he runs over the sideline, there's this fat, ugly Bears fan, mole on her face, giving Aaron Rodgers a double bird, and he just looks up, he's like, I own you. I still own you. That made me feel good as a Packers fan. Like, shut these Bears fans up, bunch of trash-talking motherfuckers, and they don't win shit. They beat a bunch of shitty teams and then want to talk shit. Couldn't even fucking beat us. Couldn't beat the Packers. When the Packers got best defensive players out, banged up offensive line, and we have like, there's like one receiver we throw to, right? <laughs> so it's like, you guys couldn't even beat us now. You're never going to beat us. <laughs> so then we got the Texans versus the Colts. 
Uh, and the Texans are just a sorry-ass team. Like, let's face it. They're sorry. Three points. Wow. That's a shit stain on what remains. Because the Colts just rocking at home. Like, the Colts at home is a good bet. Colts win 31-3. Not even close. You know, Houston just... They're just... Everything they're doing is wrong. That was a team that at the beginning of the season... <clears throat> I said, now's their chance. To take all that hate, all that criticism from, you know, the Deshaun Watson controversy hanging over them with the sexual assaults and everything. You know, let's be real. The guy, the guy's, it sounds like the guy's sticking his nose where it doesn't belong. So you got all that going on with Deshaun Watson, but it's like, okay, now it's time to overcome, right? Time to overcome. And they, they weren't able to do that. Uh, and, and they haven't been able to do that. They had one good win. People said, oh, yeah, look at them. And then since then, it's just been dog shit every time they step on the field they're just stepping in dog shit the Colts roll easy game for the Colts not even a scratch on them then the Rams uh they go into New York and beat the Giants handily I mean, what that wasn't even close they beat up on the Giants make the Giants look stupider than they already look <laughs> uh the Rams five and one on the year five and one uh New York Giants one and five a lot of one a lot of teams with just one win right now. But 38-11 final score. Rams roll, man. They're looking good. Chiefs going to Washington. Tough game. Tough game here. Don't get it twisted. Tough game playing at Washington. Their defense is good. But they fell apart early. Early on, they weren't able to contain the Chiefs. And if they would have been able to contain the Chiefs early on, the score could have been different. But I said Chiefs from the get-go. Chiefs won. 31-13. It, it was really a no-brainer. I mean, yes, Washington has the puncher's chance, but that's all they have. Then you had the Chargers, Ravens. I was on the wrong side of this one, I gotta admit. You know, I thought the Chargers, on the road, feeling inspired, would come into Baltimore and give them a good run for their money. But they ended up playing like shit. They played like shit, flat out. Couldn't get anything going. Baltimore's defense is not chock full of pro bowlers or anything like that. They've had a lot of points scored on them by lesser teams with lesser offenses. But the Chargers just couldn't get it going, and there's going to be times like that. But give credit to Baltimore. All the credit for Lamar Jackson holding that team together um, and for them just rallying to 5-1 and one record right now. It's just very surprising. But they won 34-6. Then you got the Bengals, Lions. I thought Lions because I said, well, you know, they'll get their first win. This will be their first win. They're at home. This is a pissed off football team. It's like the Bengals are walking into a hornet's nest. You know, they just played an overtime game with the Packers. that didn't go their way. But the Bengals came out and proved me wrong. You know, they, they went up and put up numbers on the Lions. Just really showed that the Lions might not win a game this year. They might not win a game. So I, I, I'd prepare Lions fans for that. You might not get a win this year. So Cincinnati Bengals steamroll 34-11 to 11 for the win. Then it gets a little hairy here. You know, I thought the Panthers would be able to defend the home field. But now it's two weeks in a row they weren't able to defend the home field. It's no longer a place they're going to be able to make it hard to play. Um, they lose 28-34 against the Vikings in a game they should have won. Then you have the Cardinals versus the Browns. 
Browns at home seemed like a good place to be for me. Like, that seemed like solid. Cardinals on the road, feeling all hyped up because they're undefeated. They haven't really experienced, you know, that, you know, they've, they've had some close games, some real close games, and that's why I said, well, maybe that record's not what it should be. Oh, it is. That record is what it should be because the Cardinals go 6-0, 37-14, and and the Browns just put up a stinker. Like, Baker Mayfield's playing hurt. The defense isn't that good. I'm just not a big fan of that team. Then the Raiders, Broncos. I thought the Broncos would be able to defend home field. What's wrong with teams defending home field? That's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, pretty sad. So the Raiders go in there and get a win. You know that's got to be a little bit of inspired football after you know John Gruden getting shit canned and Derek Carr, you know, saying what he had to say. So then the Cowboys going to New England. I thought the Patriots would win that one because Bill Belichick at home in his environment would be able to have a good game plan. And he did. He did have a good game plan to his credit. But the, the execution wasn't there at the end. And that's what cost the Patriots. So the Cowboys win. They go 5-1 and one, um, with a good-looking Cowboys team right now. Um, so then we get back to our winning ways when the Seahawks take on the Steelers. And I said, there's no way the Seahawks win this game. This is a deflated team. And I and I told you that the Steelers were not that impressive to me either. But I knew they would win this game. So they do. 23-20. to 20. It's close. Closer than it really could have been. Because um, the Steelers could have put this one away. But they allowed the Seahawks to hang around. Then uh, Bills, Titans. I told you Titans. I told you Titans because... In close games... You got to be able to run the ball. When the games are close, you got to be able to run the football to take the pressure off your your wide receivers um, and get the defense to change its coverage. So that's what happened. Derrick Henry put in his work. He allowed the changes, you know, to take the to, to he forced the changes for the Buffalo defense to in the coverage allowed Tannehill to have success. And they end up kicking a field goal for the win, thirty four thirty one. And I wasn't far off. 65 points were scored in that game. And I said uh, 58 for the tiebreaker. So I wasn't far off. But uh, it was definitely, uh, that was a good Monday night game. And you got to give credit to the Titans for just holding it together. Matching the Bills point for point in the shootout. And then just being able to dictate what they wanted to do running the football. Get the kicker in position knock it down, go home with a win. So, very, very interesting week. And um, we're looking forward to, you know, Thursday's show. Everybody be looking forward to Thursday's show when I break down the games. We're going to go into a little bit more detail this week uh, when we're talking about each specific game. But again, it's just going to be geared towards giving you a winner head-to-head, right? That's what I'm just trying to do. I'm just trying to give you a winner head-to-head, give you something to chew on. And then that's basically the just of it. So definitely looking uh, to, you know, for the excitement. And uh, I, I think it's going to be a good, good weekend over at oddmanout.ninja. Going to have a lot of content up there, plus this podcast. Um, it's just great to be able to do the show. I'm feeling good lately and feeling inspired. And that's why I'm here doing the podcast. And I'm looking to get it. Uh, 
more exposure. I'm looking to get this podcast more exposure. So I'm looking to bring people on and talk to them, you know, for a short time, you know, have you know, just have a couple laughs, talk about things. And I'm also asking you share it with a friend, tell a friend, you don't have to share it. You know, you could just tell a friend that's, that works too. Um, and get it out there, move it around a little bit. That will help me out a great deal. I don't ask it much from you. Do I, do I ask much? All I'm asking is to tell somebody about the podcast is all. And uh, maybe you know somebody that's uh, like-minded or indifferent on uh, some of these things I'm talking about. And they want to come and talk to me. Or they want to come and debate me. And and I'm all for the free exchange of ideas. So the more the merrier. Bring it on. Uh, I'm here for a good time. you know. And this is the Super Show. This is Preston's Super Show. Don't you forget it. Ladies and gentlemen, just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night, everyone.